0: Hey everybody! What's up? Welcome in to another edition of Real Sports Talk by Raj Kalia. Hope you all had a good weekend. You know, stayed warm. Got through this rainy weather. You didn't experience that, obviously. So, hope you all, despite that, had a good weekend. Got to do some things, get some rest, and then some. As always you need to find more of me my episodes and content on apple podcasts google Podcasts, radio public amazon music zencaster and other various platforms a lot you can dive into listen back to um, and let's keep it going as getting we're finally in the of October and you know one of those times where we're getting closer and closer to a whole lot of things going on, you know, with all the sports kind of getting together. Things are going to be heating up soon, probably also in college basketball at some point, you know, college football, um, you know, the NBA season on the horizon. So that's going to be fun to get into and talk about. So a whole lot to look forward to. Um but as I usually do, I will start this week off by diving into week four um, and getting into that and just talking about that. Um, so may do this all in one go or a couple of uh, segments apart, uh, but let's get right into it. Uh, what a week for uh, for some of these teams. Obviously, a whole lot. Uh, for some teams to hang their head on, getting a win obviously, and uh, remaining in the middle of things. Um, some of the games obviously uh, this week definitely still has put that spotlight on some quarterbacks and some teams that have a whole lot of work to do, a lot of things to figure out, and injuries obviously have taken a toll on some of these teams, and uh, we're kind of seeing that kind of play itself in, but Um, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there to the, uh, early part of that season where, uh, you know, hitting that four to five game stretch. A lot to be determined and figured out uh, soon enough. Um, and, uh, let's start with some of the games that took place in the afternoon, uh, yesterday. I'm going to try to go. Follow much, much as I can about these games, but um, let's just start with the fact that I didn't really not think that the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks game would be a highly competitive scoring game. Did not see that coming. Uh, for one week, uh, the Lions made Geno Smith look like a whole another quarterback altogether. I mean, there just wasn't really any defense or whatsoever in this game. I mean, to some aspects, maybe. But this was the first time he had a score, maybe in NFL history, that was 48-45, to 45, if I recall correctly. Um, you know, the thing with the Lions is that they, they just usually just start slow. And then they pick it up late in the games and start clicking and putting up points and then, you know... You just can't, you just can't seem to get a break here and there, and they need it. Um, so, pretty tough loss for the Detroit Lions. You know, they obviously are the team that has put up a lot of points in the first few weeks, um, but they just cannot seem to get more wins on the scoreboard or on their record. And Seattle definitely needed a win in the most desperate way. Obviously, we saw them come out and find some success in their passing game as well as their running game because I think Rashad Penny had a huge, huge day. And so Seattle got a huge win against a Lions team that definitely looks more competitive. You know, they're trying to make it competitive, uh, but they're just they're just not getting those breaks here and there that they need. And this defense definitely just hasn't been as crisp as they hope to be. And so. You know, it's one of those games which, honestly, I wasn't too... Uh, I was a little bit surprised by the score of this game and how it kind of went. Uh, but get give credit to Seattle, uh, Geno Smith. Now, obviously, he's talking, and he's done that before. Uh, I don't know. Seattle, all those teams, uh, it's clear that they still are going to have a lot of quarterback questions to be figured out in the offseason, but seems like Geno Smith, if he... He will get a fair shot to compete for the rest of the season. It all depends on if Seattle. You know, if they, they remain competitive, if they remain middle of things, then uh, they, you may not see Drew Locke, you know, play. Um, but, uh, you know, if Geno's going to struggles for a game or two stretch, then things could get really, really interesting. So, there's that. Um, let's go to uh, Giants and Bears. Giants improved the 3 and 1 on the season. I was happy to see that. Obviously, it was a tough one because of Daniel Jones obviously getting hurt and then Tyrod Taylor stepping in and then getting um, hurt as well. But the Giants were able to kind of find a way to put up points early. Uh, Daniel Jones had I believe a few rushing touchdowns on the afternoon. Looked good, Looked good. They also ran the wildcat quite a bit. Saquon Barkley was a huge reason. Um, the Giants really controlling this game, having a good pace. This is how Saquon. This was all the hype that Saquon coming out of Penn State was about, and he definitely showed it uh, with his performance. But hopefully Dan Jones obviously showed some toughness. Played some, played some, you know, good football. You know, didn't have I think any turnovers as far as I can recall. I mean, it wasn't the greatest passing performance by both teams, but for for a good aspect of this game, you know, you just kind of saw um, both teams just do some of the things. You saw Justin Fields, obviously, use uses mobility, make plays, extend plays. did did have a couple of nice deep throws. It was one of his better passing performances uh, of the season, but then again, it just did not really translate because they could not finish in the red zone. Could not finish in the plus side, of the field in Giants territory. They came up with a are not going to win if you come, you know, you have three to four field goals. And, uh, yeah, it was just more one of those games where the Bears just really ran the ball well. They couldn't really get anything from their wide receiver. And the problem with the Bears, honestly, uh, and they all, all have to a two-and-two two start, which is kind of surprising in itself. But the problem with the Bears right now, just that their offensive philosophy and creativity isn't there. You know, they have young guys who are trying to stand out, make a difference in the passing game, but you're just not seeing that as often as you would like. And the question is, how do you change that up? Because there were moments in that game yesterday where they were in long situations. They needed somebody to finish probably in the red zone or in the plus side of the field. They didn't really get that as well as they hoped to. Um, And so... And the Giants, obviously, are finding a way to win. They have some kind of formula that they're winning with. The defense, obviously, deserves some credit for playing really well in the back end. Uh, but this kind of style, the offense that they're running, is working. Uh, now, don't really know the status, obviously, of what, you know, if Jones or Tyra will be able to play next week. That is up for grabs, obviously, going to play in London against the Packers. Uh, but I do like what I see. I'm optimistic, no doubt. Uh, it's still a long season to go, and there's still some crucial division, divisional matchups that I'm more interested and in, more invested into for the Giants. That's really where I'm at with the Giants right now at the early part of the season because I just really want to see how they fare against their division rivals because, we, because obviously, no matter how many games the Giants may be able to win, uh, the games that they absolutely need to nail and win are those division games against philadelphia against a washington and obviously now already losing to dallas i mean there has to be something that changes um soon enough because you know you just want to see type of answer they can get the perfect position no doubt it's a big year uh, for daniel jones and obviously he's going to try to give it a go he looked good like i said with the ability his speed um that thing we know about, but a lot to be figured out still. Uh, but the defense definitely showed some prompted signs yesterday. Talking about the Jets, about the Jets coming back down from 20 to 10. In the fourth, who we went 24 to 20. Zach Wilson's season debuted. Uh, looked good for the most part. Did uh, have a couple of uh, interceptions, unfortunately, but. Uh, Zach Wilson did move the ball well enough. This offense moved the ball well enough. Brees Hall had a nice game. Um, they looked good. It was, a, it was a game in which they had some momentum early on. I think Zach Wilson caught a touchdown pass and did the pretty dance, which was a nice thing to see. Um, this defense obviously played really well. Um, you know, they made it tough for Trubisky and his offense. And then Kenny Pickett made his NFL debut. Uh, gave him a little bit of a spark uh, although even though he gave him a spark he did have obviously three interceptions which uh, kind of really hurt them a little bit in some aspects of the game um, but it's just one of the Jets was kind of finding a way to hang around to get a couple of drives um, and overall they just looked really effective and that final drive with Zach Wilson having a uh, uh, a, you know, a five 5-for-5 five kind of, um, you know, 5-for-5 five five, 64 yards on that drive we'll go ahead and then Brees with the punching on the touchdown. So, a nice win for the Jets. Definitely a win, obviously. Wilson being back and seeing him, obviously, play is good. And the key thing for now, Wilson is just staying healthy, being able to progress every week. And the Jets definitely Need more of this defense that they got against Pittsburgh. You all beat Pittsburgh, you have the, with a quarterback situation, things like that. But still, it, it, this defense can play a little more, little bit more like this going forward. And the offense can kind of progress with Zach Wilson getting more uh, into it. it could be a, a sign of good things for the Jets to come going forward. The Chargers bounce back with a win over the Texans. Herbert and Austin Eckler looked much better. Chargers as a, as a collective group, a lot looked a lot better, getting it done. Uh, they really did not. That like Houston get back into this game. Uh, they were able to kind of get some plays, move the chains. Um, you know, the defense played a little bit better than they did last week. Um, you know, they're definitely the Chargers. They have to get healthy, got to play a little more consistent football. Uh, it's going to be more of a balance. And they kind of showed that Sunday against Houston, which was a good start, um, you know, to, to maybe turn it around. Obviously, they um, are kind of in a tie, I think, for second at the moment with Denver. So uh, we'll find out. Uh, the Chargers can kind of start hitting their, you know, try it a little bit and make it more healthy and have some players back in kind of vikings and saints in london um pretty interesting game you know um the saints obviously were not were without thomas kamara and i believe winston um and the Saints just they kind of battled the Vikings close. Kirk Cousins obviously made some plays, did have a turnover, I believe, as well. Um, this just wasn't a game in which the Saints were able to, you know, they were the couple of plays didn't go their way basically. You know, they it was a close game, they battled it out. You know, obviously, Will Lux wasn't able to make that fugal at the end to tie it. Uh, the Saints are definitely in a lot of trouble, no doubt. You know, they had a promising start or come back win week one but ever since then they really just have not hit their stride as a team this defense is having a couple of rough patches because they're on the field a lot more than their offenses, and so the Vikings got a win uh, Jefferson Jefferson obviously had a humongous day which was a good sign obviously after the previous week so um the Vikings are right there with the Packers and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to perform. Uh, but the Saints really, they just are in a tough spot because they just don't look uh, as dominant on defense at times and they just don't have the offense clicking and obviously not having a couple of their stars was well, difficult. but. Uh, the Saints have a lot of questions to figure out. Dennis Allen obviously has a lot to figure out, you know, because obviously Dennis Allen obviously has been a coach before and obviously he's had that type of success before as well. So the key thing is how do you adjust? How do you make things kind of happen a little bit more better for this offense for this team? You know, how do they kind of fix the offense to be a little bit more better and give the defense a little more flexibility? I think that's really what the, what the key is going to be is. Just kind of seeing how that kind, of, how that kind of works out overall, um, you know. But he did kind of like the overall um, performance by the Vikings and their offense because if they can play like this and be more consistent. They could be a playoff team this year. Uh, it was another one o'clock game that was uh, pretty interesting. Let's talk about Atlanta, Atlanta and Cleveland. Um, I mean, the Falcons, they found a way. i got to give them credit for that. I mean, Cleveland just really did not play as good as they hoped to. Um, you know, it was one of those games in which the Falcons had the momentum. They had the speed. You saw Cordell Patterson, Mariota, and the guys who did pretty well overall. Uh, Brissette just wasn't good enough at times. You know, obviously, he kept them in the game. This team was in the game, but... Overall, you just kind of saw that you know, the Falcons just really were able to kind of just get some breaks here and there, kind of keep Cleveland out of their style a little bit in this game, and the Falcons are surprising, I think, 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, you've seen some good things from this offense, uh, and they're going to be even more better off until they have a really bad next season. Uh, you just want to see how Drake London and Kyle P- thing to do overall, and you know, at some point, you know, we'll be we seeing Desmond Riddler play, you know. Um, that's also going to be a big thing to watch out for is, you know, is he going to get a chance to play this year? For now, Atlanta definitely got a nice win. I think they picked off her set to seal this game, if I remember correctly, so, uh, or incompletion in or something like that. Um, but the Browns just, you know, they had a couple of interesting, uh, you know, the, the, the play calling could have been a little better. The execution in the red zone could have been a little bit better. Those things kind of prevent them from, from winning this game, and they got to find a way to turn it around quick, You know, because they do obviously want to keep their season alive at 2-2 two and two and going forward until Deshaun Watson comes back. So, uh, Cleveland's definitely in for a more challenging part of their schedule coming up, and they're going to have to find a way to be better just with executing in the red zone and um, playing their style of football. Um, to remain competitive uh, in the AFC North. So now that brings me uh, to the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Obviously two of the most uh, polarizing quarterbacks, top quarterbacks. Um, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Um, Both teams definitely are uh, interesting points in the season. Obviously, we've seen Lamar Lamar Jackson do some great things, and uh, Josh Allen, obviously, as well. And both quarterbacks had their moments in this game with their mobility, with their ability to pass the football. Um, It was really an interesting game. Um, But, having said that, Baltimore was in, in full control of this game. Up 17, I think, at some point in this game. And, you know, you saw Lamar Jackson do his thing. He was making good passes, making his reads. And the Bills got up to a slow start, no doubt. Um, You know, had a couple of miscues early. Uh, But this was one of those other games where the Ravens had a letdown uh, in the second half. You know, they built a lead. uh, Similarly, like, against Miami, right? They built a lead. And then they just could not play well and finish the game. That's really... Uh, the thing about Baltimore that's kind of perplexing is that they've looked so dominant in some of their games early on and then they just cannot finish the deal you know you just you know as the game gets tighter and tighter uh they just weren't able to make some plays and Lamar Jackson had a, had a crucial interception you know now, look, now John Harbaugh you know instead of left for the field goal he decided to go for the touchdown and Lamar kind of Extended the ball a little bit too much and threw a pass in the end zone, which got picked off. And so, I mean, rushing-wise, the Ravens were good. Execution-wise, they were good. But the Bills battled back to them credit. They started hitting their uh, opportunities, their plays. Allen looked a lot better. Uh, And the Ravens just really weren't able to have the same success they had in the first half. They just kind of weren't able to hit, hit those same throws. Lamar Jackson wasn't able to kind of find any kind of rhythm uh, late. Especially that that interception was costly, no doubt, because that gave the Bills an opportunity to take the three minutes or so and down the field and go ahead and, and win the game on, on a field goal. So I mean the Ravens know they've had their chances. They, they could easily be, you know, three and one or or four no, but they just really against Miami and against Buffalo, really had a couple of, you know, collapses in terms of their, you know, hold on to the lead. And the Ravens' problem right now is they're just not able to finish and play as well as they hope to, you know, on defense. That's also another thing as well is that they're not getting those stops. They're not getting those breaks. Um, and um, the execution just has not been there for the Ravens. And so, they're gonna have a bigger one next week on Sunday Night Football um, against, I think, the Cincinnati Bengals. And so, um, I mean, Lamar Jackson obviously is, all, you know, on a mission, obviously to, you know, lead the Ravens to, to the playoffs, win Super Bowl, get that contract. Um, but the Ravens have a lot of things to figure out in terms of the guys who will come back from injury from last year. They haven't really hit their solid on defense yet. And so the defense is going to have to be better as well. Um, You know, the balance of offense and defense is going to have to be a lot more better for the Ravens uh, because they can't keep having these collapses um, because it's going to continue to be a trend in the season. So we'll see how both teams respond. But Buffalo definitely got a big win after obviously not playing their best last week. And so, you know, we'll see if both teams can kind of. Uh, continue to have you know kind of hit their strides but I think for Baltimore really the key thing is that their defense has to start getting better um and playing a more complete game and this, and this team collectively has to finish in fourth quarter that's on John Harbaugh and the decision making has to be more crisper for Lamar Jackson, especially in that situation um gotta be better than that uh, even though you were getting kind of flushed out of the pocket you gotta still find ways to avoid having that happen so you know, should be fun to see how both teams do. But I think Buffalo, Baltimore, two teams that definitely will possibly maybe meet again uh, as the season goes into the postseason. Maybe later on, later this year, we can see these two teams again having a having to square off maybe, and then we'll see how both teams respond then. So there's that. Um, so the next segment I'll continue recapping some of the other games that took place on Sunday uh, and before. Hey guys, I just want to continue uh, recapping week four of the NFL season. We wrapped up, obviously, as I Rams 49ers last night. Uh, so, i um, going to get into it. Hopefully, I don't repeat some of the things that I mentioned before. Um, hard to c- kind of play back sometimes when you just kind of wing it and do it. But, um, here we go. So, I had last spoken, I believe, about Ravens and Blah Bills, what a game that was. Talk about some of the other games that took place, uh the contest. Um, the Raiders obviously are on the win board now and you just hope they do more of that, uh, going forward because they kind of have dug themselves into a an uh, early hole in this season with obviously questions arising about you know, can they play a good enough game uh, all the way through and win? And, you know, they're obviously going to have some more big-time matchups on their schedule, which will really be telling um, for their season. So uh, there's that. Um, let's talk about Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans beating the Indianapolis Colts 24-17. Uh, It looks like Tennessee has kind of found some success, um, you know, in terms of kind of bouncing back and playing some good football. I think they're now, even on the season, if I remember correctly, um, beat the Colts, who are really, um, you know, they've both been disappointing. Let's just say that. Um, They're one of those teams that you felt, in the offseason. You know, they were looking for that answer at quarterback. And, yeah, you know, they had Carson Wentz obviously last season and he put up okay numbers. But didn't really play well when they had to have him play well at the end. And so, the Colts have been through quite a bit of, you know, quarterback carousel and their franchise the last few years. Uh, but they just don't look right. The Colts just don't look right. Their offensive line isn't gelling. Matt Ryan is not Looking as good as he did uh, previously, obviously there was obviously a decline in his play uh, last few years. You still thought he could be somebody who could fling the football, kind of get you on those spots, you know, provide some uh, good overall effort in terms of. Well, let me not say effort, but just execution. You thought he had the arm, he had the talent, uh, still to kind of. Make this offense even more uh, multi-dimensional because as they they were built on the run last year, with Taylor obviously having a um, a unique season and racking it up. But right now they're not getting that push, they're not getting that movement, and they're just not they're just missing uh, on execution right now, and it's troubling for the Colts because you know, they sit at one, two, and one, I believe. If I don't remember correctly. And we look at the Jaguars. They're obviously in the mix of things. <clears throat> and Tennessee has to kind of worked their way back. Houston is still, um, you know, there too. So, I mean, early on, the Colts have some problems. they got to figure out to get more out of their offense, to get more out of Taylor. And Taylor, obviously, is a unique running back. He's obviously in a little bit of a funk. I mean, he's still getting carries, he's still getting touches, but it's not coming easy for, easy for Jonathan Taylor. That's what happens, obviously, when you start to kind of figure out some tendencies and ways that they play. Um, it can happen. But the Colts, the thing with the Colts is that they need more out of their young wide receivers. They need more of their offensive line. But they need more better from Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan has been, um, you know, very inconsistent, to say the least, at the start of the season. And So they've got to find a way to get back on track and play some efficient football. they got to finish drives. they got to finish drives and be more better because they had a lot of opportunities in that game against, um, you know, I'm not driving, like, against Tennessee. They had some chances where they could have done some things better, and they didn't, and so... Uh, the Colts have a lot to figure out because they are not really hitting their stride as they hoped to early on but they still got chances to turn it around Um, I think they will have a quick turnaround although I think playing against Denver on Thursday night. speaking of Denver although um, you know Daniel Hackett obviously uh, and and also this offense it has got to be even better than they looked last year but they haven't you know we got some tough news, obviously, with Javante Williams, unfortunately, being ruled out with the ACL for the year. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Broncos, honestly, uh, to be... Uh, um, obviously, the offense, the way things are kind of going with the Broncos right now, they just have to kind of find a way to get more out of their passing game. That's really going to be the key to this season, is the Broncos' passing game being more effective. Because that defense, we know, can get after and be dominant. But this offense has to find a way to get more even better because now with, you know, Devontae Williams being out, I mean, you know, Melvin Gordon kind of takes the lead role in the running back spot, and, you know, the consistency has to kind of come for the Broncos to kind of be better um, going forward. So, yeah, the Carolina Panthers fall at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Um not the best game uh, at all for Baker Mayfield has really struggled so far in this early season Uh, I think he had a couple of turnovers lost the football Um, you know it wasn't it wasn't it was one, one of those games in which the Panthers just really missed a lot of opportunities Carolina I'm sorry Arizona just really kind of battled back after having an early miscue, I think, in the first, in the first draft of the game or so. Um, but you just saw Kyle Murray just be more effective, use his mobility, take things in stride, you know. Um, he was just much more better Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, obviously called up for nice plays overall. You just saw this Cardinals team play a little bit more better, have some more balance. Um... You know trying kind to of find ways to get some other defense but you know Carolina's obviously in a really tough spot uh just because you know you want to see what Baker Mayfield is made of you want to see what Maru can do and this defense has some promising players on on the back end but you're just not seeing it kind of translate uh to them winning games and so you know McCaffrey obviously is going to do what he can do uh, but Baker Mayfield has got to be better. You know, missed some throws. Didn't look like he was able to hit his stride. And obviously his comments after the game did not really be much of a help either. So when you look at it from that standpoint, Carolina, I think they sit at 1-3 if I'm not mistaken. Um, they've got to find a way to rack up some wins because, you know, they just aren't that you know, they're, they're a team that you, you feel like if they can just kind of get it together on offense and have the bacon feel of old, where he at least was able to swing it and get some things going, then they could be a team that puts the pin in and stuff. But right now, things are not looking good. And Matt Rule, uh, despite his contract and his his thing, I mean, you gotta have results. And a one and three start is the last thing that Matt Rule needed. And it's only going to grow even more uh, hot for him on the seed if he doesn't start getting this team to some wins. And they obviously won't make a quarterback change right now. Uh, they obviously believe more in Baker Mayfield than Sam Darnold. Tom Darnold had the injury and that kind of puts him out of it. But, you know, I think if things continue this way, Baker Mayfield may not see himself finishing the season as a starting quarterback. So... When you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, things kind of have to change a little bit for the Carolina Panthers, um, especially early and often because they they need um, more. And, and, you know, obviously the wide receiving game is not as good as it should be as well. So there's a lot of things that, it's not all Baker Mayfield, but the majority of it, comes to the football and ball security, um, that is going to be key. Uh, let's talk about Jacksonville, Philadelphia. Doug Steelers return to Philadelphia. Uh, Jaguars off to a promising start. Uh, I think they had a good touchdown lead or, um, at uh, early part of this game. Uh, you saw the defense come up with a pick six, I believe, and you know Trevor Lawrence did look somewhat better, and he was playing, played okay for the most part, but. You know, Philadelphia just kind of got going. You saw A.J. Brown, uh, Miles Sanders, Jason Hurts, really get going. And the Eagles just found their way and putting up points, kind of methodically getting it done, battling back. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville, they look more competitive. They look more better. Uh, you still want to see Trevor Lawrence be even more better than he's looked early on. He's had a better start to this season than he had last year. Um, uh, but overall... There were just opportunities that Jacksonville probably wish they could have executed better, especially on some of those third down plays. But Philadelphia, no doubt, um, is the you know remaining undefeated team after week four. Uh, they look pretty good uh, overall. You're seeing their speed and their defense uh, do some things, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to watch how Philadelphia really performs going further because. Obviously, the level of competition uh, does matter uh, to an aspect, but wins are wins, right? And uh, at some point, you do want to see, you know, you do want to see how things kind of transpire with, um, you know, because it's really going to come down to the fact that you want to see your division. Uh, you really want to see your division Uh, um, I'm sorry you'll see that you want to see how the Eagles really do against their division first of all because Dallas obviously has been able to battle off some wins and Giants are obviously right there as well so there is a lot to like about the NFC East right now and obviously the NFC East has been mocked a lot so far you have some teams that have a winning record in the NFC East so the divisional games are going to become more interesting as we go on so Philadelphia's off to a good start, but we've seen this before where teams get off to a good start and then they kind of hit a little bit of a stretch. So the Eagles right now are playing good. They've won some games against some teams that are okay, but we'll see how they do against some of the other heavyweight teams uh, in the conference. And that's really going to be the telling thing for me for Philadelphia going forward. Um, What else do we saw transpire on Sunday? We have the... Green Bay Packers who improved to three and one with a 27 to 24 win over the New England Patriots. Um, Brian Hoyer had to start due to Mac Jones' injury, and unfortunately Brian Hoyer got hurt. So we saw Bailey Zappi, uh, the third-string quarterback for the Patriots, play in this game. Um, really interesting game. Obviously, Bill Belichick and the defense kept it close, kept this game within reach. The offense, obviously, for the Patriots, found some success with the running game, with short passing and things like that. Um, you know, they did pick off Aaron Rodgers for a pick-six. Um, you know, so it, it took some time for the practice to get going, but you saw the running game get going. You saw some good things from Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, um, yeah, the Packers have kind of found a way to get a lot of their defensive pressure on the defensive line. Um, you know, and obviously there was a touchdown pass that Rodgers apparently threw at the end, end of the quarter, but obviously uh, I think Dobbs or Watson not come up with it. So the Packers didn't look explosive. Um, like they showed burst of it, obviously. They've they shown some bursts of being explosive um in the first few games uh but you know it, for the Packers office people are really accustomed to seeing the Packers obviously just methodically put up points for touchdowns and in this case they're obviously doing it a little more different it's not happening as quickly and there's some you know key players that are still kind of settling in so the Packers are winning um they do have to look a lot better, although um, if they're gonna be able to make some more noise in the NFC, you know, because they've been obviously in the conference championship um, conversation the last three or four years. And you know, this defense is definitely healthy and showing some good signs, but this offense is gonna have to pick it up. And you know, uh, as the season progresses, you hope that you see even more better things from the two wide receivers uh, because. Randall Puff, Sammy Watkins, Allen, Robert and they are going to obviously maybe pinpoint the offense as well, but they're going to need some more explosive plays um, in terms of like when they go up against a better NFC opponent, getting the ball down the field, and, and even a more of a clip will be will be crucial for the for the Packers. But they got the win. Um, tough one for the Patriots. You felt like they obviously uh play the, the game, obviously play the clock, got them in a, into overtime. It's so just one of those games in which the you know, pages obviously needed maybe Mac Jones and you know that's suck for the Patriots that they are, you know, in a spot. But then again, you just look at it. Uh, their play calling has still been it's a question about their play calling. Um this offense with the tight ends, I just don't really see that being a, a huge thing right now. So, I mean, it's kind of too early to rule out Bill Belichick. Um, obviously, Mac Jones getting healthy and being available will be a huge boost. Uh, but right now, they just sit at the bottom of the division. And, you know, they do have... It's not all about the quarterbacks. It's all about the, core, it's about the, the team itself. that it just really has struggled at times uh, to get those turnovers those key plays that they they, that they need to win and so we'll see if he can turn it around um but right now they sit at the bottom of the division and you know they're definitely probably going to hope that matt jones can return uh, but even though this offense still has a lot of question marks uh that are yet to be kind of discovered and you know savante parker hunter henry john these are the players that you kind of look at, and they you know, they have some glimpses yet in that game with the Packers. But you know, you want to see more more of them be a focal point in this offense, um, along with the running game that obviously kept them in this game. But the passing game, the tight ends, has to be a lot better. And I mean, give credit to Bailey's after he played a tough game. You know, first and start no reps or anything like that. You know, so wasn't easy for him, no doubt. Um, but um, you know they sit at a spot where they really are going to have to pick up some wins soon uh, or else they may find themselves in contention uh, as the season progresses. Alright, so you have that game. Uh, what else is coming across to mind? I think I've covered quite a bit of action already. Uh, you know, I've talked about bunch of teams already. Let's talk about the Chiefs and Buccaneers. I mean the Chiefs really got off to a hot start against this Buccaneers defense. And I really thought that this game, you I mean, uh, know, I thought the Chiefs would win this game. Uh, I just didn't think they were going to kind of, kind of, you know, put on a track Me, They just put up points uh, really early on in a flurry against the Buccaneers defense. It was not the best day for Todd Bowles defense. You know, they obviously weren't able to make some tackles. You saw Patrick Mahomes just really do a lot of good things, you know, make some plays, you know, they have some good formations. Uh, there was a fumble, I think, by Brady in this game. Uh, they kind of battled back a little bit. Evans obviously was a big part of that, but, you know, the momentum just really never got in favor of the Buccaneers, you know, the, just kind of controlled the pace. Andy Reid really came out, and this offense came out and just attacked the Bucs in many different ways. They weren't really able to answer for any of that, and as a result, you know they were able to get, uh, get the win um, just by playing good offense, staying in front. You know, and the Buccaneers just obviously just struggled to uh, take advantage of matchups uh, early on. You know, we saw a little bit of some miscues. I mean, it's is one of those games in which um, the Chiefs just got off, the, got off to that start. And they, and that's how the Chiefs usually have been able to, to win games uh, majority of the time. Is in the past was you know put up a lot of points and have their defense just kind of you know not bend but break. And you know they did give up obviously points, no doubt. But um, this is the kind of game that the Chiefs really just showed offensively they were better. You know they kind of got. Uh, back to playing some good football in terms of just the Chiefs. You know, obviously against the post, they weren't there as good when they had to be. And this game, they came out executed, got the running backs involved. Uh, You saw some good things overall from overall passing game. And so give credit to the Chiefs for getting a big win here in Tampa. Obviously, the side where they lost a few years ago. Uh, for For the Buccaneers, I think they'll be uh, a team that, you know, despite their loss, they're still gonna be their favorite in the favorite with the division. Um, no doubt, they did have some players available back healthy. Um, but for the for the Buccaneers, it really comes down to their defense and their running game, uh, being a little bit more better. And Brady dealing with some injury or shoulder soreness or whatever he had before they the game. Um, We'll see because, you know, despite those things, I mean, you know, you see you see Tom Brady still kind of keep things uh, going and you know, he may not have that drop-off. Like, you know, he, he may have a slight drop-off from what he was last year just because he obviously had a great season and things kind of did so well. And this season so far you know, you're seeing the offense come along slowly. Uh, the running game come along a little bit slowly, but they still are a team that you know, you consider a favorite in the NFC, but this loss really is on Todd Bowles and more so about and you know, how does he kind of get this defense to bounce back. They obviously have looked good in their wins this season, uh, but consistency and um, getting more better starts in these games even for the Buccaneers offense, they cannot get up to a slow start. It seems like the slow starts for the Buccaneers have really doomed them um, and they've been able to win by getting a couple of breaks here in their, their defense. So they need turnovers. They need some explosive plays. And we'll see if they get more healthier, how they look then when they have Godwin back as well. Uh, and, you know, when they have everybody kind of all, all playing at the same year. But the, the offensive line is still something to watch this season because that's definitely a weakness for the Buccaneers this season with the, you know, also with the injuries and things like that. Um, you know, you just want to see if they can kind of uh, stay, stay the ship. Because they do have a favorable schedule coming up, so they may be able to rack up some wins and stay ahead of things. But no doubt it will be uh, interesting to watch how they uh, how they do uh, going forward. And so now I'm just going to cap it off with Niners and Rams. Uh, if I missed the game or so, so be it. I'll get to it maybe next time or when the teams play next week. But yeah, let's talk about the 49ers and Rams. You know, it wasn't really uh, an ideal game, honestly. Uh, You know, the Rams just really never looked um, as good and complete. And they had chances to make this game interesting. You know, but they they couldn't get it in the end zone. They They couldn't get opportunities to put up touchdowns. And the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, they played a lot better than they looked last week against Denver. You saw a much more better effort. Offensively, the IU getting involved, Diego Samuel had a huge touchdown play. Um, Jeff Wilson had a nice run. And really, the turning point of the game and the key point to put the game away was the interception, uh, pick six, if I remember correctly, by 49ers defense over Matthew Stafford to win the game, I think, 24-9. So, I mean, the Rams, you know, they obviously weren't able to get off to that type of start they hoped to. Um, you know, they they started off with, with a 3-0 lead, and then from there the Niners just kind of found the ways to attack the defense use their speed. Um, you know, obviously the linebacking spots for the Rams, um, still on top of being figured out as the Wagner's there, but a lot of transition in that defense in, in the middle of the field, and Niners took advantage of that. Kyle Shanahan took advantage of that. Um, you know, so it was just one of those games in which the Niners needed to win more. The Niners needed to win more, and they got it by just being more efficient, uh, being more better in execution. You know, staying on the field, kind of wearing out, kind of wearing out the Rams a lot, and. You know, the Rams so far this season, they've looked a little bit off, no doubt. Allen Robinson obviously hasn't made that type of impact yet. Cooper Cup obviously is still doing things that he can do uh, to keep this, you know, to obviously progress this offense. Uh, but it's really Matthew Stafford uh, and this offense overall, in some key spots, have to be better. And... I think for the 49ers defense, no doubt. For the Rams defense, obviously, Aaron Donald is a huge, huge uh, player and continues to obviously make an impact. But, you know, obviously the double team and things like that, they got to get more passive rush and get home to the quarterback a lot more uh, because they really weren't able to do that as well against Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Niners need to win more. They got a big win. Uh, I think that both teams definitely are going to meet again, obviously, um, in L.A., And, you know, it's it's more about McVay and this offense Kind of finding their stride a little bit more Consistency for the Rams, no doubt Like a few other teams are a bit questionable But, hey, uh, things are kind of close and contested so far After Week 4 And so, should be a very exciting Week 5 of games coming up And a lot to tackle and get into As well as many storylines to follow As we progress toward Week 5 of the NFL season